0: The Chargers are trying to pull off the upset on Sunday Night Football against the Dolphins, and Justin Herbert is going to have to outplay Tua Vailoa if they're going to have a chance to do it. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for six seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers Podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for making us your first listen today. To make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts from. And David... Chargers are trying to pull off the upset on Sunday Night Football, and I don't know if there's many wins on the Chargers schedule that would mean more than if the Chargers can take down the Miami Dolphins because of all the Tua and Justin Herbert stuff, but it's not fair, he shouldn't have to, but Justin Herbert's going to have to outplay Tua Tonga-Vailoa in this game, unfortunately he has to go up against the better defense of the two of them, so we're going to talk about that why Justin Herbert's receivers need to do better for him and why the offensive line has to just give them a chance to use their receivers. And they could have the big three back with Mike Williams back this week, potentially. Then we'll talk about defensively, what you have to do to go up against this specific team. One of the things they have to do is find some way to get Derwin James on the field. Cause it's going to be a long day without him. And then we'll get into our bold in game predictions. Do I have to give up the wide receiver poll predictions or receiving option bold predictions? Because they have been failing lately. Might have to take a different turn today. But, David, it starts with Justin Herbert versus Tua. The talk of the town, right? The thing that lights up social media anytime anyone brings up the names. And, I mean, Dolphins fans will be in the comments of this show. Dolphins fans are all over Twitter and Chargers fans are all over, right? And it's been a back-and-forth thing over the last three years. In this game, though, Justin Herbert is not good enough to beat the Dolphins. by, You know, he... The Chargers aren't good enough to beat the Dolphins without Justin Herbert being great. And that's why I say in this case for the Chargers, one of the keys is he has to outplay Tua. It's not fair, but he's going to have to do it if the Chargers want a chance in this game.
1: Yeah. Meaning Justin Herbert's going to have to be superhuman. Like he's going to have to put his Superman cape on. He's going to have to go out there and, and be great and be him like be who he is capable of being. And fortunately for him in this football game, it looks like he's going to have Keenan Allen. He's going to have Mike Williams and he's going to have Josh Palmer out there all at the same time. And what is ridiculous is that Keenan and Mike have played somewhere around 30 snaps together this entire season. So it's really, really hard for either one of those guys to get any kind of traction going when they really do so much for each other. They really open up so much for each other. And so in this football game, they got to get those guys involved. And if Mike's healthy, one of the things I always say is get him involved early. Get the ball in his hands. Let him work. Let him work into that game. Get that confidence. Get that bravado going. And that's when Mike Williams is at his best.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. He is the guy that you didn't have, especially when your offensive line isn't good like the Chargers haven't been right. You need a, a guy that can just you can throw it to and know, OK, even if he's covered, he's going to win this one on one matchup. And that's what Mike Williams brings to the table. Yeah, I want to see a little bit more gun mentality from Justin Herbert in this. There one. We go. I, mean, I think sometimes a super processor up in his brain sometimes always makes him take the safe choice at times. Right. Instead of being like, hey, that guy's kind of covered. I'm going to throw it anyways. And he has yeah. some of that in him, right? He'll do sure. it from time to time. I think he needs to push the envelope in that regards and not yes. just through the air, because I also want to see him more aggressive in the running game. I know. Yes. I know he's the prodigy. He's the franchise quarterback, whatever. That is a part of his game that's being criminally underused. Maybe it's because the Chargers, I mean, obviously don't want him to re-injure his fractured rib cartilage, and I wouldn't either. It sounds terribly painful. Yes, they're going to have to take some chances, though. The season's on the line from here on out. He's going to have to not slide down a yard short of the line. You know, the first down marker in this game on a third and eight or something like that. Right. We've just seen too many times. I trust him more to stay on his feet, cover up his rib cage and go down. Lower your shoulder into somebody if you have to in a big situation. That is just something that Justin Herbert brings to the table that not a lot of other dudes do in the league. We haven't really seen it so far this season. But also, David, he might have the big three back Mike Williams, Keenan Allen and Josh Palmer. They have to do better (laughs) they have to help him out in this game. In the last game, there was too many third down situations where the Chargers are getting lined up in man to man coverage and not making the other team pay for it. Yeah. That's not going to win them this game. I mean, the dolphins have scored four 34 out of the five games in the last, you know, in the last five games, they scored 34 times. And last week when they didn't, they went up against the number one, San Francisco 49ers defense. Yeah. They're going to put up some points. The chargers had to be good. It's not going to happen unless these chargers wide receivers can make them pay for man coverage and go and beat, a secondary that's out there that is decent. It's pretty good, but it's not something that these three guys shouldn't be able to beat. Yeah, absolutely. The chargers need to take their shots. I mean, uh, e- even their, their number one corner,
1: Xavier Howard has given up six touchdowns this year and he's been beaten over the top several times. I mean, I watched three or four games and you know, they, they don't shy away from attacking Xavier Howard mm-hmm. and they've had some success doing that. So I wouldn't mind, you know, if it's Mike singled up on Xavier and, and you know they're going at it, I mean, give them, a shot. give them a chance to go up and go get it. I mean, give Mike Williams a chance to be Mike Williams. But one thing I do need to see in this game is I need to see the Chargers establish some semblance of a running game. Uh, I have to see it. And yeah. it's very important in this football game because not only does it help your pass protection, it also helps the effectiveness of your play action. It helps keep you ahead of the sticks and ahead of the chains. And also, what's the best way to stop a high-powered offense? keep them off the football field. The best way to keep them off the football field is by running the ball efficiently and effectively. The chargers need to get something out of Josh Kelly, out of, out of Austin Eckler, out of Isaiah Spiller. They need those guys to show up and perform on Sunday night.
0: And unfortunately, right for running backs, there's only so much you can do on the running game because a lot of it has to do with the offensive line. And I think that's the other thing for the chargers that has to be better. And could be better this week getting Corey Lindsley back, obviously, with a a couple of weeks now for him to rest his body up, recovering from his concussion. He was a full participant at practice on Thursday. Looks like he's going to be good to go. Mike Williams, also a full participant. Trey Pipkins, on the other hand, still not practicing, could miss his second game in a row. That's tough. But the Chargers have to come up with something because... Protection wise, they didn't get it together until the second half, and it was still bad in the second half in this last game. But yeah. at least it was better than the one of the worst performances by an offense. Yeah, the line abomination in the first half. that the first giving quarter me flashbacks was, yeah. to you know the twenty twenty <laughs> Dan Feeney forced lamp offensive line in that first half. It was awful. They have to come yeah. out with a better, much much better system and game plan for this game because one of the things the Dolphins like to do a lot is disguise their rush, bring a lot of guys yeah. up near the line of scrimmage. You don't know who's coming. The best guy at pointing those things out is Corey Lindsley, right? And that also takes a little bit off Justin Herbert's plate as well. Let's him worry more about, okay, okay, where am I going to go with this football, right? Yeah. He helps with all those things. That's going to be huge. Still, they're going to get chances for, you know, uncovered blitzers, right? And free rushers and things like that. And Justin Herbert has to be better, you know, has to be good in those situations, get the ball out because they're going to leave space. That's what they do. They'll blitz and they leave open space. If you can get it to the right guy, you're going to pick up some yards that way. But they've given up 17 sacks over the last four games as Chargers' offensive line. It has to be better. If that's what this game is, Justin Herbert's never really going to even have a chance.
1: Yeah, and hey, what's a good way to to beat a blitz? The screen game. The Chargers need to use the screen game in this game. How about play action? We just talked about it too, right? Play Play action. action. Justin Herbert is at his best when he is utilizing play action. We talked about it earlier in the week. Nine touchdowns to one interception. His highest yards per attempt. Out yeah. of any other type of set, he needs to utilize to play action. And that's one. That was one of my keys too. Is just get Herbie on the move. I mean the the rollouts, the throwing on the run. He's lethal when he's throwing on the run. I mean he he's one of the most accurate uh, on the on the run throwers that we have seen in the NFL. I don't know why we don't see that more. Let's see some RPOs too. I mean that's one of the parts of his game that really is successful whenever the chargers tend to go to it for whatever reason, they have gone away from it this year. And maybe the injury is a part of that. That's possible, but it's effective. Use it. You need to pull out all the stops and use everything that has worked in the past in this football game on Sunday night
0: hundred percent. I mean, the play action thing, I'm glad you talked about the screen game. Yeah. The screen game just has to be a lot better, right? It just hasn't been good. And you, and and they'll sniff it out. The dolphins defense will too. So you have to be able to do it at the right time. Joe Lombardi has to push the right buttons and I understand why people would be hesitant to put all their faith in that, you know, but at the same time getting those play action, I I hope they come out and they play action like five straight times to start this game, make those linebackers have to take a second, right? Before they go up and try to fill the run. That's what's going to open up some running lanes, right? That's yes. how you do it. You work in reverse. You go back to front. And that has opened up a lot of big plays for the Chargers on you know, the first drive for them against the Chiefs that worked for them, against the 49ers. It would be nice to start off another game, get hot, right, and and score early and score often in this game. And because... score
1: in the third quarter, please.
0: <laughs> Touchdown in the third quarter for the first time since week five would be would be great. But the Chargers defense has the tougher matchup in this game for sure because this Miami Dolphins offense, has been insane so far this season. I mean, they've been lighting everybody up, and the Chargers have a tall task. Can they do enough? Can they find a way to get a couple of possessions back to the Chargers offense? Can they keep the, you know, the, can they shorten those drives? Can they get off the field? Can they get stops in the red zone? There's so many things that they can do potentially to at least slow this Dolphins defense down. We're going to get into how they can do all those things coming up right after this. But this episode is brought to you by Better Help Therapy Online. One of the things that really helped me during the pandemic. When I was stuck at home, was doing remote therapy. You know, when you're stuck at home, you're just basically listening to yourself. And that's, you know, a lot of thoughts can cross through your crazy head when you're someone like me. Therapy is great. It let me unburden some of those things. A lot of times when you have a lot of problems and stuff like that, people don't really know how much it can take off your plate by just saying it out loud. Right. I heard Jay Glazer talking about, you know, his anxiety and panic attacks before every time he goes on there. And he was saying like, hey, sometimes I just tell someone, hey, I'm having a panic attack right now. And that helps. And talking to someone, talking to a therapist with better help is something that can really alleviate a lot of those stresses. I mean, especially if you have any kind of trauma or something in your background, I know I definitely do. Being able to talk to someone definitely helps. And therapy also gives you the coping mechanisms to help you with other things that are going to come up because life doesn't come with a user manual, right? Things are always going to pop up. Having someone to talk to is great. And with BetterHelp, you can find the right therapist that you want. It's a very easy questionnaire that you go through. And if you don't like your therapist, you can switch to a new one. You will find the right fit at BetterHelp. With therapy, it can take a few tries to get the right fit. They can help you out. So get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com. Well, David, now we face the tougher task of the two. Position groups are the two units for the Chargers, I should say. First of all, I mean, Derwin James hasn't been able to practice this week. He was able to finish the last game, but last week after missing the Wednesday practice, he was able to come back to practice. So you at least saw him out there this week. He hasn't practiced either day, right? With a quadricep injury. Bryce Callahan, your most consistent corner all season long, went from practicing limited on Wednesday to not practicing on Thursday. It's not as if this Chargers defense needed any help being worse than it already is, David. But they're going to face another, you know, mountain of a a task this week going up against maybe the most explosive offense in the league, right? It's them, the Chiefs, the Bills when they're on. I mean, all those teams are elite. But this is the only team that has two sub, you know, four, three runners with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. So where would you start, David, when you're trying to find out any of the answers, right, of how you can slow down this Miami Dolphins offense? If you can buy yourself a couple of stops, how does it get done?
1: Yeah, so it gets done by following the blueprint of teams that have beat the Dolphins. And the the, the latest blueprint that was presented was from the San Francisco 49ers. And yes, I know they have it's a, nice much, of a Bosa. much, much better defense than the Chargers. I get it. But yeah. four sacks, two interceptions, one fumble that to a lost. OK, that is the recipe you need to get in his face you need to get him off his spot, off his timing. A lot of his throws our timing throws and when i was watching him i saw him stare down a lot of receivers so it seems like it's predetermined where he's going to go with the football a lot oh, yeah. of the time so if you can get pressure in his face and really make him have to come off that first read and have to process through his progressions completely i think that's when you're going to have the most success and one of the ways to do that is by going back to what works when you're getting pressure that's sending drew tranquil that's sending Khalil Mack on the bull rush, let him do what he does best. That is run people the heck over. Okay. That yeah. is what Khalil Mack does best. Let's go back to what works. Let's go back to what we know is going to get pressure on the quarterback. The chargers have to get pressure on Tua if they want any chance to slow this high powered offense down.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, the, po- the pressure has to play a role forward it it, it just has to if you have weapons like Jalen waddle and tyreek hill you cannot let there's only so long you can cover dudes like that really you can't consistently cover dudes like that as they've shown this season right because you can't just they're just too fast they're too explosive but you're right i mean you talked about the middle of the field right it's almost always him passing in rhythm if you can get that pressure that's where a lot of his mistakes have come from it's not that he's made a ton of them he made a lot of them last week yeah, but did. you saw him be off last week, oh, missing very. uncharacteristic throws that Tua just doesn't, you know, miss those kind of throws, right? And he has yeah. been in that last game specifically. Obviously, that's the number one defense in the NFL, right? There's only so much you can try to, you know, emulate from that because you don't have a Bosa. It would right. be nice to have a Bosa because he, like, created, you know, two, three sacks, a forced yeah. fumble, right? But this is offensive line that gave up eight sacks the last two games, including. Uh, Tua was sacked four times by the Texans, right? And they gave up an additional sack later on in that game. Obviously, it didn't slow them down at all. They still steamrolled them. But either way, it might be Eric Fisher at right tackle this week. It might be a banged up Teron Armstead at left tackle this Mm -hmm. week. There are ways that you can get through in the middle of that offensive line for the Dolphins. I mean, I think they're so-so, I would say, if I was characterizing it. Unfortunately, you just don't know if you have the guys to do it. Cleo Mack has to have a big game. Other guys are going to have to have big games. They're going to have to get pressure. They're going to have to make him uncomfortable. And that's what sucks about the potential Derwin James loss because he's also their best blitzer as well. And I'll talk about that. But the pressure has to play a role. They also have to just try to make Tua hold on to the ball a little bit longer. He has one of the fastest releases in the entire NFL. A lot of those just right over the middle throws. He's dropping. He's back to his spot. He is a super dangerous quarterback if he's in rhythm. Right? He will tear you apart. He's throwing to a spot. If you can't take that spot away, it's going to be a field day for him. And they're going to torture you, right? If you can take that spot away for a half second or a second and make him hold on, make him think about it, make him go through the rest of his reads, you can find success. Hey, he still might get a play anyways. He still might make a great throw anyways, right? He might throw an underthrown ball that gets caught by Tyreek Hill for 70 yards and a touchdown. I get it. Yeah, If they can do that, which is easier said than done, That's how I think you get a couple, you buy yourself a couple more possessions offensively. And that's why I also have stops on fourth downs and turnovers as well. Yes. You're trying to pull off the upset here, David. You need everything. They've gone for it 17 times on fourth down so far this year. Those are the little things you can do defensively, and you still might get gashed for 400 yards. If you can do a couple of those things, though, you give yourself a chance.
1: Yeah. And also, a big just massive part of the Miami Dolphins offense is a lot of pre-snap motion. I mean, a lot. It's almost on every single play. And that's because they play action at one of the highest rates in the NFL. Tua Tagovailoa does play action 44.8% of the time, which is insane. But it's because they utilize that pre-snap motion to try to give them keys or indicators of what the defense is doing, and they play action off of that. But it's a huge part... Of their offense so the chargers need to stay disciplined they need to have good eye discipline and they need to pay attention because they're going to try to be deceived and they can't they have to be very disciplined in the in what they are trying to do and stay a assi- sound assignment sound
0: 100 percent. i mean they they throw it to their fullback a ton right it scares yeah. me to have that do that that ties <laughs> running through the charger secondary yeah it's terrifying to me but that's why it's so hard to cover the middle of the field because they're stretching you sideline to sideline, too. It's like, right. yeah, take away the middle of the field. We'll take eight yards in the flat all game, right? Uh-huh. So you have to pick your spots, too, because they're, they're yep. going to stretch you both ways and vertically and horizontally. They do everything we always want the Chargers offense to do, Yeah, uh, unfortunately, right? But, David, to me, I mean, one of my keys to this is just have Derwin James play. I don't know if Please. the Chargers defense has a chance without him. I mean, he's the only guy athletically that's kind of on par with some of the guys that the Dolphins have. He's probably their most athletic defender for the Chargers. He can get you multiple drive stops in a game. He can shut down multiple drives in a game. Absolutely. He's probably the only Chargers player that can do that at this point in the season. He's also their best blitzer, and he's saved a ton of tackles. So Derwin James, I I think, has to play for this Chargers defense to not get torched.
1: And I know Derwin knows how important this game is. I mean, and I think at this point in the season, yeah, he hasn't practiced both days, but I think it's really all about getting these guys to Sunday as healthy as they possibly can. If that's given them a couple extra days off during the week, Lord knows Derwin James doesn't need to be out there. He knows what he's doing. The Chargers know what he is capable of. You know he's going to be a part of all of those meetings. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like he's going to go. But, you know, we have nothing that is telling us that or indicating that whatsoever. But he knows how important this game is. And the Chargers desperately need him out there to try to keep that roof over the coverage. So Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill don't go crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be almost impossible with him. It feels like it's going to be impossible without him. I mean, that's the thing. Justin Herbert could play great and Derwin James could play and the Chargers could still lose this game. Absolutely. And that's the frustrating part of it, right? Because it feels like both of those guys have to do heroic things on both sides to give the Chargers a chance. But if they both play and they both come out and play well, they're going to keep they can keep it close and give themselves a chance. And at the end of the game, you have Justin Herbert still. You're going to give yourself a chance. I mean, Baker Mayfield showed you that anything can
1: happen, happen, huh?
0: (laughs) Jerry Tillery. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> uh, well you know no matter what happens it's nice to know that the Raiders will not be making the playoffs this year and just had their hopes dashed by Jerry Tillery with a terrible penalty it's only like we saw 15 of those in his time with the Chargers unsportsmanlike <laughs> conduct. my Seriously. god what a brainless play that was brain I mean it was just yeah hard to fathom but also totally expected but we do have to put our money where our mouths are David we have to make a prediction about this game even with all the unknown variables out there still up in the air. so we're going to get into our bold and our game predictions coming up after this. But I need to tell you guys about Price Picks, which is my favorite daily fantasy app. What I love about Price Picks is it's just me versus the Price Picks projections. I'm not picking a lineup just to have someone else have an almost identical lineup. And they have a ton of great specials as well. I mean, when you have something like this and you're going up against projections, you can find some great projections to try to beat. You're finding the best matchups, and you're deciding if that player will go more or less than whatever their projection is. Right now, they have a promotion, where Justin Herbert just has to have more or less than half a passing yard. <laughs> I feel confident that he's going to pick that up, right? They do a lot of cool stuff like that. And all you have to do is pick two to five players. If they, you, you know, if they go more or less than their price picks projections, whatever you pick, then you win. You can even win up to 10 times your money on your entry, and they're basically giving you a freebie with Justin Herbert over more or less than one yard or half a yard, right? So I think that's something I, I feel pretty good about. Keenan Allen, you can do more or less than 67 and a half receiving yards or more or less than 46.5 rushing yards for Austin Eckler. So if you want to you know, pair that, and you know, we only need two projections to beat, that's a pretty good pairing right there. PriceFix offers also projections for pretty much any sport you're looking for, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, college football, and much more. So make sure you guys download the PriceFix app or go to PriceFix.com and sign up to play daily fantasy sports. And first-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match that will match your money up to $100. You put in 50, you'll get 50. You put in 100, you'll get 100. So don't forget to use the promo code Locked LOCKDOWN at signup for an instant deposit match up to $100. Well, David, this is a... <laughs> it's going to be an interesting prediction part of this for us today. And we're going to get into our bold predictions today. Hard when you have an opponent that's like this, right? I mean, I'm surprised the Chargers are not a bigger underdog than they are in this game. Last time I checked, it was around a three-point spread at BetOnline. And, and that seems like you know, Dolphins east to west, I mean, two are banged up. But, I mean, the Chargers injury report is going to play a big factor, and I think what that final line is going to be, especially if someone like Derwin James can't go, I mean, that makes things a lot more difficult for the Chargers, obviously. But maybe if a few guys, you know, can go off in this game, they can give the Chargers a chance. So let's start with our offensive bold predictions here. Where are you going to start it today?
1: Yeah, so I'm starting here with the, the, the superstar quarterback. I'm going with Justin Herbert here with my – offensive bowl prediction i think he's going to have a, a a superman type of performance in this one i'm going 310 passing yards two pass touchdowns and one rushing touchdown i think he's going to get one on uh, on the feet as well
0: yeah i mean that's identical almost to what i had for mine i mean i had 350 two touchdowns one rushing touchdowns three total touchdowns I, I could definitely see it he has all of his guys back but you know, obviously with the offensive line, that could be, they could totally tank it <laughs> Yeah. and it could be nothing close to that. Right. And that's what right. you're afraid of, obviously, but I'm going to go with Austin Eckler because I did have a backup. Of course, I think Austin Eckler could go for 150, you know, r- yards in this game, rushing and yeah. receiving. I mean, I think you get 75 of each. I think the dolphins in the last game, you know, gave up 11 catches to 49ers running backs. It was Christian McCaffrey, of course, but Austin Eckers is pretty much Christian McCaffrey, right? I'll oh, say yeah. it right here. Like he, the, the, that's those are the two most comparable players, even though they have a different play style. Production wise, those are you know something. The, those two guys are producing, and the only guys that are really dual purpose backs of that nature. Yeah, I think Austin Eckers can do it in this game. I think he also gets two touchdowns in this one. I think it could be a huge Austin Eckers game in this one, especially with the offensive line situation. I mean, there's going to be some dump offs. The Dolphins are okay going up against running backs. I mean, if you do it consistently, they're going to pick up on it and adjust, and you aren't going to get much out of it. But I think Austin Eckler, if you can pair him up, you know, I, I want to see him get vertical too. I mean, the yeah. last game, Christian McCaffrey split out wide down the sideline route, torches the linebacker. We the know Dolphins, he can do it. He runs great yards. routes, has soft hands. 100%. So I'd like to see them use him more vertically in this one. Split him out. Actually use him as a wide receiver if you have to because I think there is some good matchups there and I think he can torch pretty much any Dolphins linebacker in that sense. Oh, right? yeah. if they're going to try to cover him one on one like that. And I mean you spread out the defense gives you quicker throws too if you know trying to help out your offensive line because that's another thing with the Chargers. You know chipping takes away a little bit from your offense. Keeping your running back in the formation to block takes a little bit away from your offense. So I think you're going to have to try some different things to slow them down this one. I could see Austin Eckler having a huge day. Where does the huge day come from from the defense, David? I mean, this was a tough one to pick, especially not knowing what's going on with Derwin James. Julio Max has been down a little bit lately, at least production-wise, right? My defensible prediction is this. For the first time since week one, the Chargers will not allow more than 90 rushing yards in this game. That is something that I think is possible. I mean, the Dolphins have had like 10 games of less than 90 rushing yards this year. They're not an elite rushing team by any means, no. but they've never had a matchup Quite as juicy as this one against the Chargers. I don't know why gut feeling. I think the Chargers I mean, they could give up 80 rushing yards and still lose by 10, but I think they're going to give up less than 90 rushing yards this week.
1: Yeah, I, I like that. And I think that's actually very possible just because Mike Daniel likes to throw the football
0: like he really, really
1: likes to throw the football. Yeah. So I mean, if, if you if we don't see the, the Dolphins run the ball very often, it would not shock me very much at all for me. My defensive ball prediction is going to go to one of those guys that you mentioned. I feel like Khalil Mack has to have a big performance in this one. You need your stars to show up and really perform when it matters the most. And it matters all the most right now for the Chargers. They (laughs) have to have this win. They got to get it. So I'm going to go two sacks and I'm going to see one of those via the bull rush. I think he's going to run, run one of those tackles over. Uh, Both of them are either banged up or inexperienced. So I I like the matchup for Khalil. And I think he's going to actually come through after having a couple of quiet games.
0: Yeah, I hope so, man. It feels like they need him, too. I mean, because it's more than a couple of this points, like six quiet games in a row for Coyle. i yeah. one sack in the last six games. They need him to be better, man. And, yeah. and it's unfair to ask because of all the extra attention he's getting, but he's a $30 million a year player. You need yeah. that dude to produce in big moments and in big games like this when your season's on the line. There's a reason you went out and traded for this dude. It's to make impact plays in a game of this nature, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, Melvin Ingram has gotten more pass rush production he has four sacks in the last four games. Khalil Mack has one sack in the last Yeah. Four games. So It needs to happen for the Chargers. If they blitz, if they're going to do things like that with you know the weapons that Miami has, you're going to have to really prey on the back end that somebody gets home. The pressure has to get home this week. Hopefully, it's Khalil Mack getting it done. But, David, now we have to predict this game, right? Tough, because this is a game that the Chargers, I mean, most games are talking, okay, the Chargers should win this game. You know, will they do it? I don't know. This yeah. doesn't feel like one of those games. This feels like for the Chargers, even with a three-point spread, this is going to be a monumental kind of upset if they can pull it off given their circumstances. Where are you going for this one?
1: Yeah, so, I, I mean, I already gave my, my prediction on, on the crossover, and, and, and unfortunately— Refresh uh, people. Yeah, yeah. So, if you didn't check out the crossover episode, uh, this is going to be a really tough one for the Chargers. I'm really hoping, like, you know, the fan in me is saying, I want this to be the Cincinnati Bengals game from last year. I, right. I want the Chargers to come out in a game that nobody wanted them, nobody expected them to win, nobody picked them to win, and they come out and absolutely destroy the Cincinnati Bengals and, and get one of their biggest wins of the year. I want that to be this game. Now, the analyst in me also knows that the Chargers are super beat up on both sides of the ball, and this is a really, really tough task, a really tall task with a great offense, and I just don't think the Chargers are going to be able to keep up. Unfortunately, I picked them to lose 34-31. to 31.
0: Yeah, I mean that—that's where the spread is. If Derwin can't play, I don't think it'll be that close. I—I mean, I think Derwin could play, and it could still not be that close. I'm still having some trust issues with this Chargers offense. Obviously, I haven't seen it in this incantation in a while, in this incarnation in a while, having their top three receivers all available for the same game, probably. Right? That'll be nice to see. I don't see how they do it. You know, I mean, I they could get Herculean performances like by Justin Herbert. I think, you know. Derwin James could come out of the ambulance into the stadium and play in this game. I just don't know if it's going to be enough in this one. I mean, this feels like a game if the chargers don't play their cards, right. If they can't get it together offensively, if they go on a three, four drive scoring drought in this game, it's see you later. Ugly. You're, you're yeah. going to get dusted. This yeah. is not a team that slows down that you're going up against. You need to pull out every trick in the book for this one offensively to keep up. And I just don't know if the chargers are at a of place offensively right now where they're going to be, be able to keep up. Considering how bad their defense has been, right? The Chargers have been one of the worst defenses in the league and now is going up against one of the best offenses in the league. That's not a good matchup for the Chargers. I don't see a way that they can pull it off. They could do it. I just have no faith that they can do it because I just haven't seen it. I don't have enough faith in Joe Lombardi. I don't have enough faith in Brandon Saly. I don't have enough faith that the Chargers have the right people in this game to get it done. Miracles happen. I'm hoping they pull off the upset. I'm hoping they can beat the first good team of the season. It's just impossible for me to pick them right now. Like I I just, there's, it would be fraudulent for me to pick them. I just don't see how they win this game while obviously hoping, Hey, you have Justin Herbert, crazy things can happen. Right. But I don't see it happening. I have the chargers losing in this one, 34 to 24. I think it's a 10 point game. And a lot of that just has to do. I don't know if Derwin James is going to play. If Derwin James doesn't play, I could easily see this being a double digit loss. I don't know where the stops are going to come from on the defensive side, missing Sebastian Joseph day. Missing Bryce Callahan potentially, potentially missing Derwin James. It's just too many question marks for me. There's no way I can pick this defense to give up less than you know thirty plus points in this one. Seeing the defense that we've seen all year, unfortunately, but paper is paper, David. Yes, <laughs> you indeed. know, if the Chargers ever we win based on what was supposed to happen after every game, the Chargers would be one of the best teams in the league, right? With the the off that they had, unfortunately, things don't happen that way. But fortunately no. for the Chargers, that also means they have a chance when Sunday That's rolls right. around. And my God, pal, would that feel good oh, <laughs> in yes. this matchup specifically? This is not going to determine which of these two quarterbacks is better, even though that's no. what's going to be the conjecture after the game. Yeah. If you want even-keeled analysis, make sure you guys are back here with us for the post-game show after Sunday night football. It's going to be a huge one. Win, lose, draw, rain, or snow. David, will be here after with the Chargers post-game show to make sure you guys don't miss it. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free. On all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. We always go live on YouTube. So if you want to see it a little earlier, you can check us out on YouTube if you're usually a podcast listener. But you can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the normal spots as well. You can also find the show on all of our social media, David. We post the show every day to all the social. So if you guys may want to make sure that you don't miss it, you can follow me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports or David Drogemeyer on Twitter at talk SD. And you can also find the show's Twitter at Locked On L A C. You can also find us on our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. And at Locked On Chargers on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen, especially during this part of the season when the nitty-gritty is going on and things are getting tough. For your second listen, though, make sure you check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts' insights only Locked On can provide. Available wherever you get your podcast from for free, as always. But fingers crossed, David, maybe we can be here. Talking about the biggest upset for the Chargers this season, the biggest win for the Chargers this season. We'll be back with you guys with a locked on Chargers post game show. But until then, take it easy and go, Bolts.